What's good, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Fans First Sports Network's Power Two Podcast. As always, I'm your host Jordan, and I'm here with Wesley. How you doing? Doing good, man. Another, another day. Another day. Another 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 week. We had a, we had some good matchups and some good uh, some good games to be excited about. So uh, can't can't hate on that. Um, a few surprises and uh, maybe some other ones that we actually predicted. Yeah, for sure. It was. Um, to be a Big Ten and SEC leaning podcast, because on the Power Two podcast we do talk about everyone, it was not a great week to be a Big Ten and SEC leaning podcast because uh, there was some upsets and, and it was some like one it was like okay you know if, if you've been paying attention you kind of saw that one coming yep. but then the other ones are like like what are we doing here like uh, I guess we should start with the big one. Sort of. This is, you know, if you were paying attention, you saw it coming. A lot of people clearly weren't paying attention. Uh, Texas beats Bama. Um, I think the most interesting thing about this game is that Texas didn't look good, right? No. So I want, in my opinion, I want. Uh, I was going to say, in my opinion, I want to ask your opinion. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I want to ask your opinion. Did you watch that game and think like, oh yeah, this is a playoff team. Like this, this is a team. This like this is a contender. Neither one of these teams looked very good. No, and I'm watching it. And I'm just, and it reminded me like I'm not trying to open, you know, wounds, but it reminded me of Florida State LSU because Florida State eventually dominated that game and they looked really good. And it's like, oh my, this is a complete team offense, defense. They have, you know, a quarterback that can make things happen. They have a good wide receiver. And I'm watching Texas and all I'm seeing is like, they just left points on the board. They just left points on the board. I'm like, man, a good team like LSU even, because I still think LSU is a good team, they're going to destroy Bama. Like, this is a bad Bama team, worse than even a lot of us expected because of the quarterback. I mean, if you want to call him that, um, the guy who stands and catches the snap. Um, but it's just – it was it was bad. I'm watching Texas, and I'm like, they're doing some cool things. They're protecting whatever, but – it really felt like the game should have been a blowout from jump. And what was it? The the third or fourth quarter, maybe uh, Alabama was down two or three. Yep. Texas ends up pulling away, but it's like, you know, and I'm watching the game and I'm thinking like, okay, so this is going to be every Alabama game where they struggle, where they still find, like it's going to be last year's Texas game without Quinn Ewers getting injured. Someone is going to pull something out the hat and Alabama's going to win and they're going to breathe a deep sigh of relief. And everyone's going to be like, Nick Saban's the greatest. And, that didn't happen because this Bama team isn't as good. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have any wide receivers of note. Their running backs are iffy. and just, I'm not uh, sure if their offensive games. line is that good, and that's where I kind of thought – I mean, that's the one thing you kind of thought was still going to at least hold true was their, their offensive line was yeah. just going to be dominant, and that's just not the case this year. Yeah, which is really weird because, the like, you know, the outside, they're younger. The left tackle is a freshman. The right tackle – is not a freshman, but he's still younger, I think, yeah. in J.C. Latham. Um, but the interior isn't young. They should have some experience, and they were awful. Yeah, and this, uh, like you said, it, it really felt like one of those games. So at the end of the third quarter, if I just watched the game, I'd have told you that Texas is winning by 15 points. They're yeah. losing 16-13 at the end of the third quarter. And so I, I wouldn't – I, I thought the same as you. I was like, this is going to stay close and do this, and Texas is going to screw around, and then Alabama's going to have some 60-yard touchdown or ridiculous interception at the end. Or just something was going to go their way to, 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 for them to pull it out and then you know maybe correct. 
but I also didn't know if I saw that because again, neither team looked good. Um, but Alabama played so bad that I just couldn't believe Texas wasn't winning by more. Right. Um, it's it, like, and I don't want to say like, it wasn't one of those games where it was like, Oh, well each team made good plays that made the other team look bad. Nope. Each no, team no. played bad. Yeah. They and looked <laughs> yeah. bad. It and was like, <laughs> you can tell the people who just like stat watched and they see like Quinn Ewers had 300 yards. And like, oh my God, he had such a great game. And I'm like, and, and, it, and especially as an Ohio state fan, because Quinn was on campus for like 30 right. seconds, everyone's like, oh my God, Quinn Ewers looks so good. He should be our starting quarterback. And I'm, I've literally had to tell people multiple times. I'm like, I need you to understand something. If, if Kyle McCord this season had the, the year, full season that Quinn Ewers had last year, you would pack up his bags, ban him from campus, and walk him to the bus station yourself. 2,100 yards, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's not acceptable at Ohio State. And everyone forgets that because he beats Bama. And then it's like, oh, he's so much better. And who knows? Maybe he'll be better. But I would bet my money that McCord has a better first year, even if yeah. this is McCord's first this is his second year. Ewers has a better year. That's beside the point. But the point is, if Ewers was what he was thought to be, he might have he might have been able to put five hundred yards up against them. Like, he had nearly half of his yards on four passes. He had one hundred and sixty four yards on four passes. Um, and so again, and again, that's against Bama, who doesn't normally give up those big passes. Mm-hmm. So again, but they had no pass He was good. just sitting so back was, there and just. Was, yeah, and and again, like you said, there's ways to stat watch and uh, throw uh, Ewers into the Heisman watch or something like that, but. That watching the game, it wasn't. It didn't look like that from either one of them. Now, I'm not sure what going forward. It's still early in the season. I'm not sure what either of the teams can fix. Um, I think I'd probably believe in Texas turning into a top five team. Possibly, um, I, I don't believe in it, but it, it could happen before Alabama. I think Alabama, Alabama might lose could. four games this year. Yeah, they're like could. this is not a good team. And it's not like that. I can't tell you what they're best at. At least normally in the past, I'd be like, yeah, this may struggle, but they're going to do this. I don't know what they're going to do this year. I mean, I think they're best. And this is going to sound weird, what we were just saying about Quinn. I think their best thing is their secondary. But as we saw in this game, <laughs> their secondary is boomer bust, right? The corner, I think his name was Mitchell. No, that's the one she, uh, I can't think of his Arnold. I think his name was Arnold. Literally, he made a crazy play, tackle for loss, was great. And then the very next play, he either gave up a touchdown or had, like, a, a, a penalty of sorts. Yeah. It was so up and down. Caleb Downs had plays, and he's a freshman, too. But, again, that's the thing. Alabama you can only cover for so long, though. Even yeah, a like, cornerback. There's only so long you can cover somebody for. Right. And so, like, Caleb Downs would have a great play, and then the next play he would make a stupid mistake. That's fine. He's a freshman. So it's like their most potential, I do think, is their secondary, especially because they have Kool-Aid McKinstry, who is a, a top-10 pick probably, if he if he continues to play well. Like, he's a really good corner. But at the same time, that is their best, but it's so boomer bust because – it's hard to say they had a good game, but they all three of them made really good plays at times. And so if they grow, the secondary can help. But like you said, you can only hold for, hold up for so long. So even if you have a great game for three quarters, it only takes two deep passes if Jalen Milrow can't score, if your wide receivers yeah. can't get open or can't catch the ball. So well, I, I watched the game and I thought, you know, Bama, this is a 3-4 loss team. And I thought Texas was still a two-loss team. I think Texas loses – to like a Kansas state or an Oklahoma or something. And then they lose a game as Texas always does to Iowa state. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to Wyoming this week because they felt too good about themselves. Like 
Well, and like you said, you can look at stats and go, oh, Caleb Downs, a cornerback, had 10 tackles. That's a great game. Uh, your cornerback shouldn't lead your team in tackles. Yeah. Um, that means you're giving up a lot of catches when your cornerback is uh, making that many tackles. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I, I think it was to be expected. And, and the last thing I have to say about Bama is, like, I get the Nick Saban hype. It's not even hype. He's the no, goal, no, he's, right? he's earned it. But when you can, t- like, you can tell Bama was going downhill when they were struggling to get offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. And they go and hire Tommy Reese, who is awful. He is not good. Like, I get it. He's the hot name. He's the it's the thing that happens all the time with like former players where it's like he's young, he's attractive, people like him, so they think he's a good coach. And it's like, no, no, no. he's just young and attractive and played quarterback at Notre Dame. He's not good. Like this has happened with so many people. Like it's how uh the one the one dude got the Arizona Cardinals job. It was awful. He was young and attractive. People like, oh my God, he's such a good coach. And it's like it's like, no, no, no. You just like he's just not like not to be mean, he's just not like 50 and overweight like you just like you wanted him to be on your sidelines like whatever so it's just like he's not good and then they go and get Kevin Steele who has been bad at his last three or four jobs like he may have been good 10-15 years ago but he's been bad at three or bad at Miami he was bad at Auburn last year and I don't remember the stop before that but he was bad there too so it's like you don't have a quarterback you don't have wide receivers you haven't had a running back in a couple of years since Najee because your running back last year was a senior and you've never started a senior running back. Uh, and you have a d- bad offensive and defensive coordinator and you lost Will Anderson and you lost Bryce Young. And it was like, it was going to be a bad year. There was no way it wasn't, but this is, this is kind of embarrassing because if, te- again, if Texas was a good team, this, they could have won by, you know, three scores, you know, Shut 17 up, yeah. points, you know, 21, something like that. So, Bama better figure it out, but Nick Saban, if you hear this, you don't have to do this no more, bro. You got grandkids. Go hang out with Miss Terry. Like, what are you doing it for? <laughs> like, what's up? Like, you know. Should go coach, coach the Chargers? No, retire. <laughs> <laughs> like, do your grandkids know you? Like, I know your kids don't know you. No disrespect. They just don't. I've been around football programs. I know your kids don't know you. Do your grandkids? Like, you got a chance, man. Like, are you doing this to go nine and three? It's not worth it. Um, Miami beats AM, which is like shocking, but also it's shocking because Miami is just worse AM. Like overhyped, has some recruiting, has a coach that people like, although obviously Jimbo's more um Jimbo is more uh successful. He has a national championship, but like has a, a hottest name on the market, is doing some things in recruiting and NIL. But like Miami is just worse AM. And so for Miami to beat AM like this, it's like I didn't expect either of them to be good. But like last year, AM beat Miami and they both went five and seven. I could see that again, but I kind of expected this to be a game that, like, you know, when you've recruited 10 four and five star defensive linemen, you should be able to dominate the trenches. And when, you know, Miami's quarterback has shown himself to be skittish, you should be able to get pressure. And Tyler Van Dyke looked like he did two years ago, which I guess maybe his freshman year when everyone thought he was going to be a first-round pick because A&M with a million four- and five-star defensive tackles couldn't do anything. And it's just like, you really gave that man a $100 million contract, huh? Like, you really made it to where you could never fire him, and this is what this is the product that you're getting. Yeah, and I mean, and also just A&M, 
I'm not sure it makes any sense. Like this, so this game again was close until the fourth quarter. Um, you, you look at it, it's a 15 point win um, eventually for Miami, but it was close all the way to the fourth quarter. A&M threw the ball 53 times and rushed the ball 29 times. Now, and out of the 29 good. rushes, five of them were the quarterback. So I'm not sure what they were doing um, of just committing to throwing so much. Um, but Wegman clearly wasn't going to uh, let that pay off for them. I didn't think it, it kind of looked like it. Um, yeah, but I'm not everyone sure. was so like hyped about him. Like he was gonna, he was also going to be the next guy. Well, I, I mean, we talked about this last week. I, don't, I think uh, we both mentioned or, or both agreed with, but I mentioned that I did not agree with AM jumping in the top 25 after their week one win. Um, I didn't think that there was any reason thinking they belong in the top 25. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Miami going forward um, because they are going to have to play North Carolina and um, Florida good. State this year. <laughs> they just beat a bad AM team. Yeah, no, I th- and I think that's the case. But, but, what it's going to be cool is Miami should be able to win their next few games to hype that North Carolina oh. game. It's good that I think that game is going to be super hype. They might both be top 15 teams um, going into that game. So uh, that, that one could be a lot of fun. Uh, and then North Carolina probably just completely obliterates them. But um, this is a bad oh, A&M man. team I, again. And it's weird to sit there and say like they have, they do have a coaching staff and they've, over the past few years, been one of the top recruiting teams in the country for three or four years in a row, and they're just a bad football team. That's that's hilarious. You are so right. Miami is going to be 5-0 oh, and going no, into that the, game. The Miami-North Carolina game, they're both going to be top 15, <laughs> and it's going to be hyped as the big, big game. Oh, man, that's going to be It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, because they're not losing to Bethune or Temple or Georgia Tech. Like, no. It'll be good and, enough and to minute- be them. And Minnesota's and, and UNC is going to get a fake win over yep. Minnesota, who we yep. know is not good this year, but they're going to get a fake win over them. Man, yeah, they're both going to be top fifteen teams. If something, if if any more crazy upsets happen, someone could you know sneak into like number ten or something. Yeah, like this gonna, could, this is going to get like, like college game like number day. nine versus number thirteen by then. Yeah, this is going to get like college game day or, or something like that, and and probably <laughs> going to be a slaughter. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be rough. Um, so yeah, it, it's just the SEC is in a weird place right now. They're uh, three and six right now, uh, which is <laughs> like not, this happens to mere mortals, but this has never happened to the SEC. And this is furthering my take that like the SEC is not this like overly dominant conference as a whole. They just have all of the national championships, which is very, very important. But like when I project out, and I project out the next ten years after. Saban retires and is it no longer a dynasty? I think it's more of a five-five-six-four split between some of uh, you know these other conferences, or you know maybe the Big Ten and and uh, and SEC get you know nine out of ten, and then ACC gets one or something. I don't think it's going to be as dominant as it has been because I think with you know the transfer portal, with quarterbacks, with different things like that, it's starting to. Um, the slightly get more parity. And I don't mean parity throughout the entire sport. I mean parity between like the top 10 teams. It's not just two SEC teams and everyone else. I mean, there's no, there's never been parity outside of, you know, five to 10 teams. I don't think it's ever going to be, but I think we could get to the point where, you know, the SEC has a rotating cast of four or five teams that can win a national championship. Like they always do. You have Bama, you have Georgia, you have LSU every couple of years, you have, um, 
else has won the national championship for them? It feels like it's those only three for a while. But at least you have those three that come up every couple of years. And then you have Ohio State. I don't know that Michigan gets there under hardball, but you get Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State maybe, although I don't know if they get there to James Franklin. And you add in the Oregon, Washington, USC, and you get this cast of like every year, you know, I, I think it balances out eventually when you don't have Nick Saban winning like six in the last 10 years. Yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't see that return to greatness coming. Um, and it's seeming like, and don't get me wrong, they're still having great recruiting classes, but it's not like it used to be. Um, they're not pulling the, the, as many of the five stars and the big guys, just everybody they want like they did for a couple of years. And I don't know if that's the stuff changing there. Um, there's only so much NIL money to go around for at each school, so people are going to have better chances. Um, but also, I mean, maybe just what he's selling is getting old now, and maybe people are tired of it. There's only so long um, that uh, that it's exciting to to be part of that. And again, yeah. they haven't they haven't won in a few years, so. And you you and I think the the ultimate thing, which we'll see how it plays out, because I think the Pac-12 like butchers itself again. There's more wealth. There's more, you know, uh, wealth with quarterbacks and anyone can find a good quarterback and they don't have to be the number one recruit because all of these quarterbacks have. Why didn't Alabama find one? (laughs) Good question. They've had them. To be fair, they've hit so many times in a row. It's like they were were bound. They were due to have this. I mean, and they with Tua and Hurts and just, I mean, everything and, you know, everything they've done over and over again, um, it was time for them. to And they may still have one on their roster. He's just young because they do have, they did get two guys. Although I don't, I didn't find either of them very impressive. They do. They did get two freshmen and it may be fair that they're not ready yet, but that one of them could be the guy next year. It could be, relatively a one-year blimp because i do problem i do still think there's some other issues that they they're not just going to fix immediately the problem with transfers and the way it is now is what's going to happen or i I hope and predict um one of them is going to get cast in too early this year before he's ready which is going to hurt his development and the other one's going to transfer out because the other guy got a shot first um which i mean which would be perfect because i'm all about (laughs) alabama just uh losing everything and, and and falling apart so yeah for sure so it'll be definitely something to watch, and we'll have it covered here on the Power 2 podcast because that's what we talk about, Power 2. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to get into some Big Ten updates, uh, and then we're going to finish the show like always. We're going to do our AP rankings. We're going to struggle to get through a watch list. And I've, I have a decent <laughs> list of games, but it, they all have a story behind them, and it has nothing to do with the game actually being interesting. You've got to care. not a single interesting game this week, really. Uh, and, and then we'll get out of here. Um, so yeah, we'll be right back. What's good, everyone? Welcome back to the Power Two Podcast, a fans first sports network podcast. Hopefully, you all are enjoying the new college football feed. Um, hopefully, we're not the only show that you're listening. Uh, the NFL feed does crazy numbers, so the goal and the hope is that eventually we reach that. Um, and, you know, it takes some time. I don't know how long the NFL feed's been around, but it's been around a lot longer. But we need you all to tell people about it and tell people that you're going to get all the shows that you want, just like you have with the NFL feed. Um, so <clears throat> getting into the Big Ten, um, we'll start with the games. We'll end with the scandal. And I don't want to talk about that too much because I've already talked about that on my Big Ten specific show. And it just it almost talking about it almost ruined the show. Like it was just it was awful. So uh, Wisconsin loses to Wazoo. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know, man. This is, I feel like this is what happens when you hire Phil Longo. Um, last week, they ran for like 198 yards and four or five touchdowns amongst the two running backs. And everyone was like, see, Phil Longo does run the ball. And he and the thing is, he does run the ball, but he only runs the ball when it works. He has no commitment to it, right? He had the year with Javante Williams and the other guy who's also in the NFL where they both rushed for 1,000 yards. And it worked. So he did it. But as soon as it doesn't work, he goes back to his bread and butter, which is not running the ball and which is forcing quarterbacks to try to win for him. And, you know, I just don't think that Tanner Mordecai is that guy. Like, he's not awful, right? But he's not the guy that you want or that you should believe is going to just win a game for you, um, especially when a team is relatively outplaying you. Um, and I, I just thought that this was kind of gross. Tanner Mordecai threw the ball 40 times. They're, two, they're starting running backs. They're starting running backs ran the ball a total of 19 times. You had a, a, a legitimate, because I think their backup running back is ass, but the, you have a legitimate NFL running back, and he gets the, he runs the ball seven times, and your starting quarterback, who is not a running quarterback, runs the ball seven times. Like, where does that make sense? Well, on the other side, I mean, does Washington State have something that we didn't see coming? I mean, is there is there a, is there a team here that that's going to go and surprise a few people? Um, I mean, again, they started off with with, I mean, Colorado State before before uh, beating Wisconsin. But I mean, after North Carol North Colorado, they're turning around to get Oregon State and then UCLA, and then followed by Arizona and Oregon. So um, I don't know. Like, I mean, is is there more here to Washington State, or are we not giving them some credit? Is there possibly a team here that can? Uh, wreck some some uh, dreams in the the Pac-12 or is this just a bad Wisconsin team with a bad game plan see that that's that's an interesting question I don't know the answer to that I can't say that Washington State was super impressive to me um obviously they they did win um but also I think that they're more competent and that they they could uh surprise some people like they did Wisconsin but I think the surprise if this makes any sense would be like the Wisconsin level teams were like Wisconsin may not be awful this year and the way the Big Ten West is they may still win it but I wouldn't give Wazoo a chance against like Oregon Michigan, like you know Michigan wow uh, Washington those ones uh maybe UCLA I th- but the thing is, uh, Wazoo won this game last year and didn't go on to have an amazing year. So I think they're probably better than we think, but not like, oh, does this mean that they're going to be in the in the Pac-12 race better? So so far, the thing that I see with, with Mordecai is that he just looks like a guy that's going to not make the bad play. Um, and those, I mean, some times when nothing was there, um, he threw the ball away or he tucked and run, which he wasn't getting many yards when he did tuck and run. Um, but he wasn't throwing interceptions. And I mean, he did throw for 451 yards in week one um, and then just didn't make mistakes against Wisconsin. And again, I think uh, didn't Wisconsin lose the turnover battle three to zero. So yeah, they, that, Wisconsin, that ends up they, having a lot to do with this, but so far Mordecai doesn't look the guy like, even when he's got pressure, he's not making the bad decision. He he's okay with just uh, with taking the nothing play, um, which he's going to need to do against some of these other teams. Yeah, and that and that's what Mordecai was basically at SMU, and I right. think that's why Wisconsin gets him as a transfer to be the starting quarterback, especially when their quarterback last year was Graham Mertz, 
who does not make that play and does turn the ball over. So I get it. But, you know, when you say, and I think you're 100% right, but when you know that's the quarterback that you have, why would you also ask him to, like, ask him to, to throw much. 40 times? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 40 is, is a lot for him. They lose by nine. They ha- they lose the turnover battle by three. So they're still in this game for most of the game, right? And you you just give up on running the ball? Are you telling me that you couldn't have run the ball, ran out the clock, and it finally clicked? Like, I've watched them with Braylon Allen run the ball <laughs> to death, and it finally clicks. Michigan does it all the time. Right, Like, right. Michigan did it last year against Ohio State. Michigan's running game was awful in the first half. It was awful. Ohio awful. State looked amazing in the first half. And then it broke, and when it broke, the dam broke. You have to commit to it when that is your best thing. And he just gave up on it. And yeah, then you this can't do that. Wisconsin you needs to run the ball. Come on. Yeah, so I think that this is going to be a slightly rougher year for Wisconsin than we thought. Do you think um, they learned I, I, anything from this? Can they can they rebound because they're like, oh crap, this is this this was was this their lesson they needed to learn? I would say I'm gonna say no, only because this is just Phil Longing. Right? Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out next week, whoever they play, and runs the ball 40 times. Sure. I just think that as soon as he gets in trouble again, he's gonna stop running. And so when he plays Illinois, that's gonna have it. That's gonna be hard to run against because of their defensive line. When they play Ohio State, that's gonna be hard to run against. When they play any team with a pulse, they're just gonna they're just gonna sit. I think they're gonna do this because if you're doing this against Wazoo, what are you gonna do against teams that are actually talented? Yeah. So I, I'm gonna say no because I, I think that it's gonna look like it, and then as soon as they get punched <laughs> in the mouth again, he's gonna run scared and stop running the ball, despite the fact that he has like a legitimate stud on his team and Ch- I don't like Ches Malusi that much, but yep. he is a still quality backup, right? Like I think he is a good running back. I just don't think he's exceptional. So um, just with, with the big 10, with your, your, your big boys with Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan, like they, they all played triple a teams, maybe double a teams this, this week. Did, did you see anything from any of them that, um, that we should read into considering who they were playing um, whether that's good or bad, do we say, "Hey, man, they should have beat them by a hundred instead of instead of what they did"? Or, I mean, they just all handled business like they were supposed to, and we we get we learn nothing. Yeah, so I think with Ohio State, we learned that Kyle McCord is the starting quarterback. Um, he was announced the starting quarterback today. A lot of people expected it, except for uh, Buckeye fans who are listening to a disgraced coach who supposedly has sources. All of the sarcasm, all of the sarcasm. Yeah. So I think that's important because he gets a week a full week in practice and games to prepare for Notre Dame. And he's going to need that. I think that he showed some ability and that week one was just kind of nervous energy and just like a bad play call. I'm also, I think we're going to learn more about the defense this week, but Ohio state in two games has allowed 10 points total. And every single team last year scored 10 points on Ohio state, except Northwestern, which is one Northwestern and two, it was a freaking monsoon. So their defense looks better. Um, Western Kentucky so, has 93 points in two games. Now, so I mean, they, that's they're, they're, playing, they're playing South Florida and, and uh, Houston Christian, but but still, that's that's some points. But Western Kentucky is a team last year that Ohio State would be uh, 45 to 24, and nobody would feel good about it. And nobody's going to be happy if that's what happens. So I think we've learned some things, but you still kind of see Penn State – um, Penn State was weird. They scored 63 points, ran the ball 60 times, but like 
no, it was just like it was it was so dominant you didn't learn anything. I think their highest carry was 19 carries. He had like 19 for 100 yards, which was pretty solid. And then everyone else was like five carries, six carries, three carries. Both quarterbacks had a rushing touchdown. Uh, their their other running back had three touchdowns. And I think Penn State's in this awkward spot because and I don't think this is a negative, right? But I think they're in this awkward spot where they have two good running backs and they don't want, want to transfer because one is better than the other. And Nick Singleton's better than Katron Allen. But Katron Allen got the start. He got all of the carries, most of the carries, but Nick Singleton's the one that had three touchdowns. He had like 12 carries for like 41 yards. It wasn't great. You, I didn't get to watch the full game, but you could tell he was being used in the red zone. But it's like Nick Singleton is better, but I think they're doing these things to kind of acquiesce to Katron because they don't want him to transfer either, which I get. Right. It's hard to balance all these good running backs. So I don't think I learned anything, but that's something I'm going to be paying attention to. Like who's getting the carries if the game is close? So like it's easy to give, you know, him the start against Delaware, but how do you balance this when you're against Ohio State and Michigan and in these teams? And is there an issue or were you just like going out of your way to be kind to kind of make everyone happy? Like that's it's not learning anything, but it was just a just a thought. It was a question because he's not the better running back. And he had they 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 made him the starter and they gave him all the carries. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And, and just uh, one question about Ohio State, just real quick. So what do you need to see this next week to not be nervous about the Notre Dame game in two weeks? Because and I, to, I don't want to misquote you, but I believe you've been sort of dismissive of Notre Dame and what they can do this year. So is there like, and they, they have not played bad against the, they've, they've looked like they were supposed to um, against the teams they've played. Um, what do you need to see from Ohio state to not be like, Oh, I don't know. This is going to, to not be freaking out the next week and a little bit nervous. So <laughs> that's a good question, but I don't have an answer because I have no faith in Notre Dame. And okay. It's not so, even so you're, you, we are, we're we're going to continue that trend regardless yes. of what happens this week. Yeah, and it's not even that I think that Ohio State is that good. I just think that Notre Dame has very clear flaws. I mean, yeah. A lot of people do, but very clear flaws that as long as Ryan Day doesn't just, like, crap his pants, Ohio State shouldn't lose this game. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God. Having Notre said Dame. that, you have not really been so sure that Ryan Day can't just crap his pants at any point. Yeah, exactly. But he can't show me that against Western Kentucky. (laughs) Like He has to do that against Notre Dame. Like I can't learn anything. If they go out and they play the game that they're supposed to, they'll win, in my opinion. Unless Ryan Day craps his pants. But nothing that can happen in Western Kentucky will show me that. Especially because – so I I do long-term – I will still answer your question. For the long (laughs) – not Notre Dame, but for the long-term, what I need to see in this game is I need to see them limit Western Kentucky. And so what yeah, I've yeah. said already is Western Kentucky is averaging over 300 yards a game and their quarterback doesn't have an interception yet. So if I want them to hold him to 100 yards under his average. So that's like between 200 and 230 and at least one interception. Even if he has two touchdowns or whatever, if you th- if you get hit the first interception of the season and he throws for 200 yards, 225 instead of 300, I'll be happy. You know, well, maybe 14 points because I do think they're a pretty solid offense. Like that, but that's well, I think, a long and Ohio game. State has to cover. They're, they're favored by twenty eight. They need to cover in this game. Yeah, so I to, think they need to show that. I think I think that is kind of what I'm looking for for longer term to feel better against you know Penn State, Michigan, that game. But Notre Dame, I just 
I don't believe in Notre Dame. I don't think that they like it's Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's not that good. Their receivers I'm, aren't good. I'm I, gonna I, say you. I'm gonna go ahead and say you might be being a little too dismissive of Notre Dame from what I've seen. And I know you want them to be bad, but I'm I'm nervous the game in two weeks could be closer than what you're comfortable with. I'm never comfortable with a close game. <laughs> no matter what. I, but I don't – I still don't – it's not that I don't think it's going to be a good game. I'm not saying that Ohio State's going to blow them out. I just sure, think sure. that no, no, I don't Notre Dame can't win the game unless Ryan Day just, like, doesn't show up. <laughs> just He just – you know what I mean? He just yeah. doesn't show up. And I don't think that he's going to do that. It may not be pretty. He may do exactly what he did last year, which is let them hang around and make yeah. everyone mad for 60 minutes, which well, is really – I know, I know we're hours, talking but... two weeks ahead of time. I just was kind of that, – that's yeah. one of the only interesting things I can ask about this next week is what is, do you need the, to see to not be week nervous after, about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing that I'll say about Notre Dame, and this is part of the reason I think I don't think they have a chance. Did you watch? Did you watch the army game? And if you did, I apologize because I did not watch the army game. So you're better than me because I'm a sick man and I did watch it. <laughs> Army's wide receivers were which they, open which they don't all game against Notre Dame, and the quarterback just couldn't hit him. Are you talking like, about the Navy game? Did I say Army? Yes, Navy. <laughs> Whichever like, one they played, it was, it was, Notre it was Dame versus Navy. Navy. It was yeah, 40, right. 42 to three Notre Dame. Yes, yeah, so. Their quarterback who doesn't throw. Oh, no, no, he can't so, throw. No, no, we know that. But I'm watching the game and I'm like, if this quarterback was good, maybe they don't win, but they put up like 21 points. He had just wide open receivers. And I'm like, that's they, they, not they, good. They, they attempted seven passes in the game. And they were open on all of them. <laughs> like literally open on all of them. And I'm like, all right, well, now you have to do that against Marvin Harrison Jr. And now you have to do that against uh you know Emeka Ibuka and I think your secondary is gonna get destroyed. Um I also think and we are getting I guess this is my entire scouting report. I think Ohio State's really good against the run and Notre Dame's gonna try to run the ball and I don't like their running back that much. So I, I think this is gonna be a game where Sam Hartman has to win the game and I just don't believe in him. So we'll see. Uh, a team I because I, I can be wrong because I was wrong about the Illini. I, I actually I was right that I picked them to lose to Kansas, but I was higher on them than most, and they have not rewarded my trust this so far. Almost losing to Toledo and then losing to Kansas, uh, which again I expected the Kansas loss, but almost losing to Toledo is sick. I think they have a really interesting quarterback, Luke. Altmeyer from Ole Miss. I think he's better than what they've had. I also think he's young and prone to make mistakes. But this kid has a gear, man. It's it's weird that it feels like they have to get down like two touchdowns for it to happen. But if it's like if they're down a score or two and it's fourth down, that kid's gonna stand in the pocket, put the ball on the money, and convert. He converted a fourth and sixteen. He converted a fourth and four in one game. He's I think he's converted like three big fourth downs in these games to try to give Illinois a chance. One game they win, one game they lose. And so uh, interesting, but they lost to Kansas. Kansas is good. Kansas has an amazing offensive coach who I'm not sure how much longer he'll be at Kansas, but um still a loss. Still still not great for the brand uh, losing to Kansas. And it's going to take people like six years to realize that Kansas isn't Kansas of old. So just saying they lost right, right. is just like, that's all, like, that's it. For you sure. know, the perspective is down immediately. Which they've earned that. Yeah. I mean, 
They have <laughs> over and over again. Um, so the last Big Ten update, and like I said, I won't get into this much because I talked about it before and it just ruined everything. It's so it's just dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mel Tucker has been accused of sexual harassment, specifically sexually harassing a previous rape survivor who went to his school and schools across the country to advocate for sexual uh, to add, to uh, to advocate against sexual harassment and rape, and to teach athletes to literally, she has a shirt called "Set the Expectation" to teach them to not sexually assault and to get consent and things like that. And it's bad enough to sexually harass or rape or anyone, but you do that to the person that's at your school to teach your players not to do that. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. He's probably going to get fired. But as all of these things happen, the school tried to hide it. They acquiesced to him. They That's didn't... what's going to end up being the big thing. Yeah, they didn't suspend him. They put the trial on a bye week. They let him coach all these games. They found out about this in December. The report was done in July, and nothing happened until it hit the news media because that's what they everyone thinks they can get away with it now. So I don't know. Do you now, have any now, to, I'll just say to be fair, Mel Tucker is vehemently denying the, the claims. Um, and so he's he's that, he's not denying that it happened. He's denying he's that they were in a they were in an adult relationship, not that, that was consensual. Yeah, um, I read it. He's lying. <laughs> like I that in my expert opinion, which is not an expert opinion, he's lying. The, I don't. It's it takes too much to get into it right now. If you want to listen to it, to my thoughts on it, it's on this feed. It's the I eighty football show. What he's saying doesn't make sense for it to be anywhere in the realm of true. It doesn't even make sense for it to be like teenagers in this happen. The, the, and so the, the good part is, is that there's going to be text message conversations and all that. I mean, I, I think that the truth is going to be very evident if either one or both of them you know just put their put their phones into evidence because it's going to it's going to look really obvious if there's messages missing and things that uh, aren't there and, and and things that are said from both sides versus one side and things like that so, i think it yeah i think well i mean the, the investigation's over like they've already done all the investigating they've already gotten right. the phones and the messages and all this other kind of stuff the literally the only thing that is in contention because he's admitted to everything else is if it was consensual or not He's saying that she initiated phone sex with him, and she's saying that right. they were having a regular conversation. And then he started, and, yeah. And that's the only because he said he admitted to doing it. He yeah. just said it was fun. That they that she wanted him to do it, or she was fine with it. And again, I could be wrong. I'm not always right, but I read it. None of it sounds true. He's literally in his thing. He says. It started when she sent me a picture of us together at the spring game. Well, and she then sent the, you a picture of you in public with 50,000 fans, and she's wearing jeans and a t shirt. And that is what started well, your also, sex. Tape. Also, the other thing he said that I think is screwy and doesn't add up is he said that she encouraged the relationship by accepting gifts from me. I, oh. No, no. That, I mean, that's not. In, that's that's accepting gifts. That's not yeah, encouraging that's the relationship. <laughs> Th those are those are. I, I, I mean, it, it, there's things that don't add up for sure. Yeah. Um. That uh, it's weird. But, and, but and yes, he, he's going to lose his job. 
Yeah, and he was already caught lying because he said it happened while he was at home when there's literally receipts and evidence that it happened in a hotel that the university had paid Paid for for. while he was on a university-sanctioned trip that he used a donor's private airplane to get to. Let's just whenever just, whenever he gets fired in the next week or so, we'll just say we'll talk about it. Yeah. See you later, and like we don't need to spend any more time on this. He doesn't deserve it, and the whole no. situation's messed up. It's just it's sad. Uh, it's it's the whole thing is sad. All right, so let's get into the AP really quick, where we get to complain about you know them getting it wrong again. Uh, let's. I want to see who we're going to be right about this week because you, as you've already mentioned, we were right about A uh, and M not being in the top twenty-five. I can tell you one team that I know shouldn't be in the top twenty-five, uh, and that's Iowa at twenty-five. <laughs> Iowa. Speaking of twenty-five, Iowa has failed to reach twenty-five points in two games, and if you're not aware, they need to average twenty-five points across thirteen games for their offensive coordinator to keep his job. Uh, so the only thing that they've done at 25 this year is get awarded 25 in the AP poll because they haven't scored 25 points yet in two games. So uh, well, I, I'm going to add in another team that we there. already talked about, and that's Miami, who who does not deserve to be at number 22, but is going to climb into potentially the top 15, at least 17 or 18 over the next few weeks. Um, but they they don't deserve to be in the top 25 either. Yeah, I don't know how North Carolina is over Duke. Like, I get it. Like, it's it's crazy because, like, everyone was high on Clemson. Literally everyone was, like, except for me and then people who watch football, they're like, Clemson, they're going to win the ACC. They're going to make the playoffs. They're like, we're not sure about Florida State. It's going to be Florida State-Clemson. Clemson loses. And now Clemson, I don't think, is in the top 25 anymore. They're not. They're they're the next team out. 26, but yeah. Duke, who beat Clemson, isn't – like, they literally in one game destroyed everything everyone thought about Clemson this year. And they're ahead of North Carolina. And, and they're behind and, and North UNC, Carolina almost lost to App UNC State. maybe should have lost to Appalachian State. Um, you, they, one could say that. <laughs> it was, and, it, and again, it's a double overtime game, so they could have could have lost. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that, one's, that one's weird, but it, I guess it's close enough there with what we're seeing from the, the few teams uh, there. Um, and then I, I don't know if I understand Colorado moving up four slots. Um, listen, I get it that the final score is 36 to 14, but the first half of that game, um, I I hate using, I'm going to say was competitive, but it's because both teams were not good. Um, We had a lot of hype from Colorado from, from the the first week against TCU. And I think a lot of people were bored with what they were seeing in the first quarter of that game um, when it was zero, zero after one quarter from Colorado, not kind of following through on what people had hoped they would see. Yeah, for sure. And I think that Nebraska showed the way to beat Colorado. Nebraska and, just and Nebraska's has a quarterback not good. that has like four that has six turnovers in six quarters. So that's why they didn't beat Colorado. Their quarterback's awful. Um Bama should not be number 10. LSU should not be 14. They should be ahead of Bama at the very least, uh, because they lost to a much better team. Texas, where did Texas go? Texas went all the way to four. That's crazy. Uh, where's Florida State? Florida State's three. I get like, and here's the thing: Florida this State goes against be there because they're not going down anytime soon. Yeah, this goes against like technically based on what we said last week. In my general thought, Texas and Florida should be one and two because they have the two biggest wins of the season. But I know that that's not how they do the poll and how they currently do the poll. It doesn't make any sense for them to be this high. So, whatever. 
Notre Dame is nine. That's fair for what they've done so far. That'll that'll be uh, that'll be handled what, with a win or a loss against Ohio State. Outside of that, I don't have too many complaints. I just think it's weird. It's just it just doesn't make any sense. Like you know, like Texas, Florida State get put up to the top because of their wins. Duke just is lucky to be there because of their mm-hmm. win. They literally knocked the team out the top twenty-five. Colorado is at 18 and Duke has a more impressive win than them. And so, and so do, so do some other people, it, you know, I could see and higher and I could see Kansas state lower. Um, kind of ones I'm, I'm just kind of what, how I think they eventually wash out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's early and I don't, I don't Me know too. what Tennessee is yet either. Um, I, I, I they didn't look that good. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, Tennessee, that's a number 11 team. So, um, Again, I get it. LSU lost a, a terrible game to start the year, um, and uh, then they, you know, just beat up on a, a Grambling team. They scored ten straight touchdowns to start the game. Um, defense still had some problems, even though we only gave up ten points. But yeah. I just see LSU being better than Alabama and Tennessee when they get on the field at the same time. They're just uh, just on talent wise. I mean, I could still see LSU and Georgia in the championship game. I, I, I still can too. There's, there's, a, there's a path to that. LSU's got some things they got to figure out. They got to get a pass rush. Um, they got to figure out who their starting cornerbacks are. Maybe they um, also need to let Harold Perkins be Harold Perkins. And they did this last week. Um, they're, okay, they're, 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 yes, he is. He has been moved back back to outside linebacker. Um, he okay. is not an inside linebacker. They've admitted that was a mistake. <laughs> Um, so uh, that, I'm that, glad that they write the shit. It, it only, was a it only one week. They listened to us. I guess Brian <laughs> Kelly was listening to the show. So uh, yeah, you're welcome, you're welcome, Coach Kelly. Yeah, good job. Uh, you know, you, you're not always the smartest person in the room. Um, okay, so let's go down this watch list of games that we're going to be forced to watch, and I'm going to try to tell you why you should watch them, even though you shouldn't. Penn State, Illinois. I, I don't remember why I put this one here. You shouldn't watch this game. Um, uh, no, okay. I know why you should watch this game. Um, Illinois has really nothing good... else. Well, yes, <laughs> largely. Illinois has a really good defensive line, and I'm interested to see Penn State's running game go against that defensive line. And anything when you have a new quarterback and the, the level of difficulty goes up a little bit, it's always interesting. So I'm interested. In... This is going to be Drew Aller's toughest game so far. Georgia Southern at Wisconsin. Georgia Southern's 2 0. They put up 35 points plus in each of their games. And I just want to see how Wisconsin bounces back. Like this is going to, this game is going to tell us what Wisconsin is going to be. Do they kind of pout and cry and almost lose to Georgia Southern or lose, or do they go out and remember that they're a big 10 program that actually does have some level of talent and and kind of end this one early. So that is not a, a good game to watch, but it is a game to watch with some sort of story. If you care about that at all. Kansas State and Missouri, I just want to see how long this goes on with the with the SEC. And this is a game that Kansas State was probably favored in regardless, so it probably really doesn't matter. It's just going to, you know, make it another loss that the SEC has to stomach against a, another team. And similar to Illinois losing to Kansas, it's like it's going to take like six years for people to remember that Kansas State isn't the Kansas State of the last five or so years. So it's, always, it's going to look bad even though it's Missouri and even though I think their states border each other are very close. Um, that's the noon window, afternoon window, South Carolina at Georgia. This game is not interesting at all. It's just the best game that Georgia is going to play until like week 11 because their schedule is, is charming soft. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, Alabama, do you like the LSU Mississippi state lineup at all? Mississippi state is two and O they've played garbage teams and probably don't deserve to be two and O, but 
Um, at least it gives us a, an opportunity to see if LSU is headed in the right direction versus a, a better team than Grambling. I think you just made the case as why it should be on this list. It's not because it's an interesting <laughs> game. It's just <laughs> like all of these. All, other all ones, of these are because we're games. trying to see what one team is for, for <laughs> some future matchup, not because of this week. Like it is a game. So, yeah, I, I would like to see LSU dominate that game. I'd like to see him do that because that's the LSU that we expected coming in the season. And this is technically an SEC opponent. Technically. I like to see like, you know, like 24 points, like when by like 21 or cover, whatever yeah, the spread yeah. is. Nine and a half. Know, just, it's nine and a half. Uh, that's a terrible spread. They got to double that. More yeah, than that's, the spread, that's a yeah. low spread. Double the spread. <laughs> 18 points. One by 18, at least 17. Is Wyoming um, going to give Texas a game? See, I almost put that on there. I, I feel like, I would not. I would not be surprised if Texas loses that game. Well, Texas is favored by twenty eight and a half, and I think They're that's insane. <laughs> I don't. I. I, no, I don't. I don't know if Wyoming's like gonna win, but twenty eight and a half is insane. Yeah, that's. It's one of the. Uh, it's... <laughs> I don't believe that one. <laughs> that's one of those ones where it's like it's early, and so they just like. <laughs> Man, they are overrating Texas because they beat Alabama. Yep. Whatever. Um, Alabama at UCF. The, I, UCF is competent. I don't know that they're good, but they're competent. And I want to see if Alabama oh, USF. is able. USF. Did I get this wrong? You said UCF. Oh, did I put the wrong game? They play U. Because there's a USF and a UCF, I think. Yeah, it's USF. Hmm. South Florida. Okay. I don't remember much about that team. I'm thinking of someone else, too, clearly. Uh, Alabama USF. My only thing is this, is, like, does Alabama – can Alabama come out, beat them by four touchdowns, and, like, convince Favored people, by 32. Can they Five cover? touchdowns. <laughs> they should cover, but can they cover? Like – Again, it's not really an interesting game, but like the Alabama of old that had a bad game, they haven't really lost but had a bad game. The rebound, like you would just hate to be that next team. Yep. And if they don't beat them by like 40 and like Jalen, like I want to see week one where like Jalen Railroad ran for like 150 yards and threw for like 300 and people thought he was good. He's not, but like that's what I'd like to see. Or does like, I don't believe a Nick Saban program can pout. Like I, I just don't see that but i would like to see how they recover because they haven't lost a game like this in forever my my one that kind of sends out is interesting that where if i'm just on a if there was an upset watch uh, that wasn't just upset because they didn't cover um i don't think florida is good but i said earlier that i don't think tennessee is a number 11 team there's things that can happen in that game that that let florida upset tennessee in that game there's just there's a couple of plays, one or two plays going a weird way, um, and, and Florida getting some uh, um, advantage from the home crowd, and that game ends up being uh, a, a bit of looking like a big upset from a number 11 team losing to an, an unranked team. And I almost made that my game of the week, but I thought it was disrespectful to pick a game of the week out of this slate. Yeah, yeah, I so would I just didn't. <laughs> it's it's um, my one that I'm like, okay, this is my up. If, if I had to pick an upset watch, it's I would be, yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, Florida over Tennessee on upset watch. Um, to get to the other guys, uh, as a faithful, not really faithful, but as a West Virginia graduate, I have some semblance of care about that program, even though they need to fire their coach. Uh, but Pitt is also doing like the worst thing possible 
which is like we were good at something and the head coach didn't like it. So he's changing everything so that they can be bad again, which is just so smart. So but the backyard brawl is a is a, a rivalry that we haven't got in a long time, despite the fact that these schools are literally an hour and 15 minutes away from each other. Um, and I can't wait to West Virginia's back in the ACC. So we get this all the time. So that is this is a game that I'll be watching. And if any of my friends are listening to this, you were all supposed to give me tickets and you didn't. And I hate all of you because I wanted to go to this game. But supposedly they're selling the tickets for a ridiculous number. Yeah, I um, think West Virginia. I, th- I think West Virginia wins that game. Which would not not be great for Pitt, but West Virginia looked a little bit more competent than expected. It's it's weird that that's a nationally televised game, though. That's what that just shows you what this week's got going on. I that's mean, a, that's a nationally televised ABC game. It was a great game last year, and it is still a rivalry that we haven't gotten in a while. I think this is one of those games that's nationally televised for every reason besides the actual product on the field, and I'm okay <laughs> with that because this is a legitimate. Sometimes you got to fill that TV schedule. Yeah, like this is a legitimate hated rivalry. Like people in West Virginia are already talking about like the parties that they're going to throw, that they might burn some couches uh, and stuff like that at West Virginia Staple if they win this game in West Virginia. So it matters of sort. It just doesn't matter for the viewing public per se if you don't have an interest or if you don't care like about heated rivalries, like if you can just sit and watch any game. Uh, did we miss anything? Is there anything you want to go over before we get to our no, wait, we actually Probably game? the opposite. We probably talked about too many things that don't actually matter and aren't that interesting versus, <laughs> yeah, I, versus missing stuff. I think we probably forced a few things to sound interesting. Yeah. yeah. This is our third episode. Our first two were much better. But this is what, this is what, this is what you so, get. When so was three. the first two episodes of the NCAA season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the TV product. Much, much better. Um, okay, so... Two Ohio State legends, Nick Bosa and Joe Burrow, just got new contracts in the NFL. Um, Bosa, five years, $170 million. This is my pit stop, by the way, as we end the show. Bosa, five years, $170 million with $122 million guaranteed uh, and a $50 million signing bonus, $34 million a year. He is the highest paid non-quarterback ever. And a lot of people were surprised in this and that, if the jump is so much higher than the next guy, right? Like typically when you get these contracts, if a dude makes 30, the next guy gets 30 and a half and the next guy gets 31 and the next guy gets 31 and a half. He like got like two or 3 million more than the next guy. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Aaron Donald or um, one of the defensive guys, but this is what happens when you uh, one are related to the Chicago mafia and two, your brother and family are already rich. So you don't need to play. Like you don't need the money like other people do. You can just sit down and wait for them to pay you. And he got paid. Um, So shout out to OSU legend, Nick Bosa. Um, And shout out to other OSU legend who we allowed LSU to borrow uh, for a year or two. Uh, Joe Burrow, five, this, this con, I swear this contract is getting paid with Cincinnati city taxes. Like property taxes is going to go up five years, 275 million with 219 million guaranteed. $40 $40 million signing bill is $55 million a year. Um, I'm sure there's no regrets of the contract, but he uh, looked like he was maybe, he had maybe been partying before he played the Browns. Uh, not the Joe Burrow that uh, we've, we've seen 
not the Joe Burrow that won LSU a national championship or took Cincinnati to the Super Bowl. But I imagine that that's a one-week thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, my my final pit stop was that LSU legend and champion <laughs> Joe Burrow signed a five-year, $275 million deal, eclipsing the deal that uh, Herbert got from the from the Chargers. Um, and I just want to uh, – I know that Joe Burrow still wears an LSU bracelet on his uh, – on his wrist for every game because it's a university and a state that saw his greatness and gave him the opportunity to uh, share his gift with the world. So uh, I, I, I know he thinks LSU because LSU led to him getting picked number one and getting this contract and a uh, thank you, Joe. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, it's cool. We we let you borrow him, and then it's he nice came to have back an to the talents. Uh, you know, <laughs> then he came back to the great state of Ohio, uh, where where he belongs, down the street from where he grew up. Uh, still hangs out with all his OSU guys. You know, Nick Bosa is his best friend. Actually, share the same agent. So, OSU legend, um, and 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 LSU uh, resident champion. champion. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll give him champion. He did forever champion. champion. <laughs> forever champion um so yeah uh that that's the show um hopefully you guys stuck around for this we did for some things but you know sometimes we're here be. yeah we're here it'll be much better because there there are for sure good games every week after this yes um like this is the only shockingly the only really bad week um so as always, you can follow me on on Twitter at uh, JordanW50. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Power2 Podcast. Wesley, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at, at HoodatWesley13, and I'm also doing a Saints uh, podcast for, at Dome Patrol Podcast. Perfect. Uh, listen, like, subscribe, follow, share the podcast, watch the podcast on YouTube. Listen to the other podcasts in the Fans First uh, Sports Network college feed. And if you have an NFL team, there is a podcast for all 32 teams, including the Saints podcast that Wesley hosts. So check it out. We'll see you next week.